August 2099. These are the files of Kent, the key environmental, non-judgmental task force. Director of Operations, Professor Nebulous. You are now accessing Hollow File 551. Codename, The Past Must Be Destroyed. Ah, morning, Harry. Professor! Good morning, Professor. All right, Prof. Hola, Rory. Welcome to another potentially satisfying day at work. Sir Ronald Rowlands is on line three, Professor Nebulous. Ah, put him through, please, Gemini. I am obeying. Morning, Nebulous. Sir Ronald, I'm patching you through onto speakerphone, videophone and spirograph. I assume you've heard of Bridgeoxton University. Britain's oldest scatter cushion of learning, of course. Why, I'm an old Bridgeoxtonianite myself. Really and truly? And actually? Oh, yes. Yaru, Lego, Nanu, Nanu. How romantic. Mm. Let me rest my head on your shoulder. Mm. Paula, that's a long way from my shoulder. Seven of Bridgeoxton's most learned lecturers have disappeared. I see. Did they disappear under straightforward circumstances? No, mysterious ones. Uh, But they did disappear with Trace, right? No, without Trace. Damn. But surely there are other government departments better suited to tracking down absentee lecturers? The missing boffins bureau, a tutor retrieval, the teacher reachers. I'd like to do what I can, but I'm afraid I can't. All these departments have been streamlined out of existence. I'm afraid it's Kent or nothing. You know me, Sir Ronald. I always fancy my chances when I'm pitched against nothing. Well, here we are, Paula, Bridgeoxton University. Its dreaming domes immortalised in soylent brown school days. Just imagine how much knowledge has been imparted here. I think learning makes people stupid. Almost the opposite. You see, we humans only use 10% of our brains. 4% on weekends. Yet given proper tutelage and encouragement, there is no limit to what a brain can learn. Wow. Could a brain learn how to... to tap dance? Certainly. Of course, it would need a special shoe. I don't believe it. It's Dean Geraldine. Who? That woman, Dean Geraldine. She was Dean here back in my day. Sorry, it's young Nebulous, all grown up and old. <laughs> I, I am. I, I mean, I have uh, grown up. <laughs> but you, Dean Geraldine, you don't look a day older than when I last saw you. <clears throat> oh, my assistant, Paula Breeze. Hello. Dean Geraldine, BSc, Dipphil, MRSA. I don't have letters after my name. Just a big number. Twelve thousand and four hundred. How are your parents, Nebulous? Weren't they something to do with the circus? Yeah, it's something, yes. Uh, to tell me, who was your most recent member of staff to disappear? Dr. Emmerich Peterson, lecturer in pure mathematics. Quiet chap. Kept himself to himself. Had an irrational fear of being creosoted by jazz trumpeteers. Peterson, eh? I read his paper, The Importance of Absolute Accuracy, only last year. Or was it the year before? Actually, I'm thinking of a different Peterson. He vanished on Monday. And then we discovered six humanities lecturers had been missing for a month without anybody noticing. Well, my team are going undercover, enrolling in courses here. I, meanwhile, shall pose as a visiting history teacher with an oatmeal phobia. 
Any previous teaching experience? I did three years teaching abroad. Started in the Swedish finishing school, finished in a Finnish finishing school. Are you sure you wouldn't rather take dome economics? Speaking as a historian, teaching history is so much more difficult than it was a hundred years ago, because there's, well, a hundred years more of it to teach. True. Then there's the time anomalies caused by the withering. There hasn't been a Thursday for ten years. But you never shirk from a challenge, do you, Professor? Shirk? Me? No, I don't. Shirk. So you're saying, if I want to sign up for philosophy, I need CSE Woodwork Grade 3 or better? That's right. How's Grade 3 or worse? Sorry, there have to be rules. This is like going back to school. Ah, Harry, found any courses you'd like to try your hand at? No! Because unlike you, I no longer have the luxury of hands. Merely one short, stubby, stainless steel grabber. Well, at least it's handy. I wish people had stopped trying to sign me up to their stupid societies. Oh, no! Sports sock, clone sock, automatons anonymous. It's driving me mad! What are you going to study? Oh, I was thinking about applied linguini, or one of the other noodle-based courses, but it sounded like hard work, so I've opted for media studies. Watching films? It's not just watching films. You are expected to chat about them a bit. Excuse me, would you like to sign up for the University Dramatic Society? No! Class, I am the Professor Nebulous, and I'd like to welcome you to the first lecture in my course, Historical Perspectives on History. As take-up was rather uh, modest, I thought the four of us should meet here in my study. Now, perhaps you'd each like to introduce yourselves. How about you there in the baseball cap? I am Balcador, Horntail Beast of Frasmark 6, here on scholarship. My name's Margot, and I'm, like, totally into history, so I'm, like, excited about learning from somebody totally amazing like you. Well, that's uh, super for, for me. For, for, for you. Super for you, not not super for me. My name's Paula. I'm the professor's PA. We work very closely together. Sometimes our relationship feels like we're two halves of the same organism. A slight exaggeration, Paula. We don't really have an organism relationship. You have to admit our relationship is organic. Possibly, but organic doesn't imply organism. It could. To begin with, why don't we each vote for our favourite historical era? Oh, that's easy. Four years ago when I started serving under you, Not your personal history. Ancient history. Oh, okay. Then it would have to be when there were dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool! Thank you, Paula. Balcador. Balcador also votes for dinosaur time. Dinosaurs are ace. I see. Margot, I don't suppose... Dinosaurs like rule? Whilst only a foolish professor would dispute that dinosaurs are cool, ace and rule, I feel impelled to point out there are other epochs deserving of our study. The uh, Tenth World War, for instance. Never Never heard of it. What? Really? Uh, How about... Tenth World War Two, Jamaica Strikes Back. Never heard of it. I must say, class, I am astounded. The the Ted Wardian era, the October Revolution, the Crackerbean period. I've never heard of any of them. Me neither. Balcador just likes dinosaurs. Excuse me, I, I'm doing media studies, looking for the sub lobby lecture hall. Just through that door, mate. Thanks. You are late. Took a wrong turning, ended up in the girls' changing. Oh my 
But it's the Infernons! You are known to us. Rory Lawson from Kent. We met when you attempted to murder every single delegate at the Intergalactic Peace Conference. You git. Ah, we, we admit that our minds fell under the total control of a diabolical criminal mastermind. But that was nearly six weeks ago. Well, I wonder how my fellow students would feel if they knew that underneath those black metal cloaks you are fashioned entirely from flame. We make no secret of our true form. We shall uncloak for you now. We Infernons are proud of our flaming selves, but if we keep our cloaks on, everything doesn't get burnt. So you've shunned super-sexy intergalactic terrorism for a career in academia? It is our higher calling. With a lower body count and a pension scheme. So you're telling me the Infernons are a peace-cuddling race who mean us no harm? Exactly. Now this term in film studies, we'll be looking at the towering Inferno and asking, where did it all go right? Oh, yes, I'm starving. How about you, Balcador? Balcador hungers for nutrients only found on Earth. Curly chips. Professor Nebulous is so sexy, don't you think so? Uh, yes, I, I, I think so, but I'd like to keep my think-sos to myself. I'm going to, like, seduce him. You do, and I won't be held responsible for my overreaction. I saw him first. No, I saw him first! I've been seeing him first every day at work for the past four of our Earth years. Well then, you've had plenty of time. May the best woman win. Win what? What win? Win? Before the end of our first term, one of us must seduce Professor Nebulous. Agreed. What? Not you as well. Why not? Balcador declares Nebulous well lush. Ah, oh, Professor, how are your students? To be barbarously frank, Dean Geraldine, they seem to have a thirst for ignorance. Are you certain Bridge Oxton is attracting the brightest and best? And what would we want with the brightest and best, Professor? We want the pupils with the wealthiest parents. Our exorbitant fees don't pay themselves. Hence a host of students unencumbered by aptitude or ability. For God's sake! In my day you weren't allowed through the front gate without an incandescent brain. Now look at the place. You've got lower standards than a Mexican driving school. Oh, that no longer matters. Not now we've installed the tutorinators. The tutorinators? They are our new teaching machines. Please, come into our learning hall. I imagine those strange-looking objects are the tutorianators, eh? Those are radiators. The two scarlet metal monoliths are the tutorianators. Each one can carry out the combined workload of five lecturers, two classroom assistants and half a caretaker. I see. And these buttons indicate the courses available. Freakonomics, mesthetics, accidentistry... Three-year courses can be learnt in three hours. Exams taken in three minutes, results posted in three months. So I imagine the unsuspecting student kneels before the tutorianator, innocently presses a button, and slips on these ordinary-looking headphones with their innocuous-seeming curly lead. <laughs> you make it sound so sinister, when all that happens is the student's fragile young mind is bombarded with an impossible amount of information. You're treating learning like some kind of high-speed motor race. And I'm not entirely sure your vehicle is roadworthy, Dean Geraldine. In fact, I think someone's been tampering with the brake cables. 
And what about that ticking sound coming from underneath the driver's seat? Could it be a bomb packed with enough plastic explosives to blow this car? I'm, I'm drifting. We must move with the times. The teacher who remains in the past risks becoming a future clone. But what? Clone. Clone. I'm not a clown. I'm not a clown. Mother, father, you haven't forgotten what tonight is, have you? Of course not, son. Oh, good, good. How could we forget? We're going to make balloon animals. Super. It's just the last time. Balloon animals? That's right, son. Poodles, giraffes and snakes, all made from balloons. No. Tonight's the open evening at Bridge Oxton University. You promised you'd come with me. No, no, son. You're not going there, son. University is just perversity spelt with a uni instead of a perv. How can you say that? Stay here at the circus, son, with your clown mother and your clown father. No, I shall not clown. I shall not clown. Professor, Professor Nebula, should I call a doctor? What? Fetch a doctor? Why, just because I'm flailing around, frothing at the mouth? Would you like one of the tutorial eaters to teach you how to take care of yourself? No. I can take care of myself myself, thank you. And I'll tell you one thing these teaching machines of yours can't teach. What? P.E. Physical education, sport, double games. Now, Bridge Oxton has a reputation for sporting excellence. We pride ourselves on having the facilities to cater for athletes of all and any level of ability. Could you teach the shot part to someone like me who finds themselves without legs? Um, yes, I could, as a matter of fact, because here at Bridge Oxton... Or a torso! Well, as a matter of fact, I could because... Or arms! Well, yes, actually... Or a we... head! Uh, well, I'll, I'll have a look into that. Perhaps for today you could just, uh... Spectate. What with? Professor Nebulus's study, Professor Nebulus speaking, on Professor Nebulus's phone. Dean Geraldine here. Another lecturer's gone missing. Dr. Dolbarge, head of applied electrics, or possibly electrical appliances. I don't have his files at hand. Well, rest assured, he is as good as found. Bye then! <sighs> this cannot happen. Enter. Oh, Paula, Rory, Harry, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So-so evening! You look tense, Professor. Shall I send the others away and prepare a hot bath with unguents and a vibrating headrest? Another tutor's gone missing, and with all four of us here on campus, people will think Kent is populated by fools. Ha! I'm as far away from a fool as it's possible to be far away from a fool as you can get. So, team, any thoughts on who might be perpetrating these crimes behind our backs? No! Because unlike you, I no longer have the luxury of a bat. However, I do have a hunch. Yes? What? Oh, I see. Sorry, I hadn't noticed your hunch. What with you not having a back? All right! No need to keep going on about it. Forgive me, Harry. Paula, how about you? Oh, yes, I have a back. No. I mean, do you suspect any of the suspects? You should expel Margol right away. She's a serious threat. Margol? I would have said Balcador was a more likely suspect. Little tip, Paula, in cases like this, always check the horned hell beast's alibi first. Let's expel them both, just to be fair. Uh, no need. 
I know who's responsible. The Infernons. Remember when they joined forces with your arch-nemesis, Dr Clench, and tried to exterminate the entire Intergalactic Peace Conference? Yes, that was nearly six weeks ago. Right. Harry, you and I are going to check in on every tutor on the university payroll. Rory, Paula, I want you to search the campus grounds for anything above, beneath or out of the ordinary. Well, we've checked the entire campus and nothing. Wish we hadn't bothered now. What's the matter, Paula? (sighs) I'm worried the professor's going to fall for Margot. She's determined to snare him. And she's so young and bubbly and sexy. What chance do I stand? Don't worry. You're... Sexy in your own way. I don't want to be sexy in my own way. I want to be sexy in everybody else's way. Well, like the prof said, if I were you, I'd be more worried about Balcador. What? The horned hell beast. Balcador's not a desirable alien. Anyway, surely he's male. No one really knows. That's a big part of his slash her slash its appeal. Rory, Paula, anything to report? Uh, not a swassage. How about you two? All the tutors are safe. But I say we must remain ever vigilant. Yes, indeed, Harry. You're a man after my own heart. That's right. When will you be finished with it? I I think we should search the learning hall. Come along, team. Wow. What are those amazing-looking objects? Never mind the radiators. Look at the scarlet monoliths. So these are the Tutorianators. Made of metal and six-week summer holiday. Not a bad life. But what if they weren't really teaching machines? What if instead of imparting knowledge, they harvested it? I suspect the Tutorianators are a malignant life form from Studious One, the SWAT planet. Look! At the base of this one! What's that strange symbol? Where? Let me see. It's a kite mark. Right! Professor! What are you doing? The only way to find out what's going on is to hook myself up to one of the tutorianators. No! Don't put those headphones on. We can't risk your brain being harvested. Let me do it. She's right, Prof. Kent couldn't function without you, and Paula has got a low-priority brain. I may as well join you. I don't have a brain. Merely a triple-density data chip in a liquid neuron suspension. Which gives me headaches. Very well. Paula, put these over your ears. Harry, you put these over... Uh, over you. Uh, just select your subject, uh, Advanced Citizenship Diploma. Ready? Three, two, one. Learn. I'm not feeling any cleverer yet. Something's happening to my boy! They just vanished into thin air. I know. I was watching. Oh, I good evening, Professor Nebulus. Mr. Lawson. Your teaching machines seem to be malfunctioning. They are malfunctioning perfectly. Hang on. You're suddenly talking in a sinister voice. Does that mean you're in on this? Oh, quite. You see, the tutorian eaters do not dispense knowledge. They extract it. I said that five minutes ago, didn't I, Rory? I did, didn't I? Yeah, and I understood it. They also have another function. They can transport the user back into the past. In fact, about now, your friends should be saying hello to Dawn. Dawn? Dawn of Time! Uh, What happened to us? Where is this place? Well, Paula, if I didn't know better, and I don't... I'd say we've been transported back to prehistoric times, which is bound to be bad for my agony. Wait, I'm not so sure this is the past. Look around you. 
This could quite easily be a modern-day quarry. I don't believe we're in prehistoric times at all. What about that dinosaur? That's circumstantial evidence. I think it's a Stegosaurus Rex. Or possibly a Displeasiosaur. Come on, Harry. Time to show clean heels. Unlike you, I no longer have the luxury of a wife for me. There's still eight and a half things I don't understand. Firstly, why would a dean transport members of staff back to the time of the dinosaurs? Wait, is it an exchange trip? Are giant lizards going to start lecturing at the university? Nothing so straightforward. Mm. Some of the teachers found out what my one true plan was, so I exiled them to the past. That's madness. What happens when you get offsteaded? I couldn't help noticing you mentioned a one true plan, Blair. It's quite simple, Nebulous. The past must be destroyed. How can you destroy the past? Surely that would require some incredibly advanced form of magic wand. No. You see, the Tutorianators also have a third function. Digital camera, Bluetooth, omelette button, what? They can focus a negative energy beam deep into the past and erase entire eras. I see. So you're systematically erasing huge chunks of history in order to make it easier to teach. Sort of dumbing down from the ground up. Oh, my plan goes far beyond a wish to simplify the national curriculum and tips over into pure evil. Thank God we found this cave! I thought we were doomed when that Anonymousaurus came after us! We're still doomed unless I can get a fire started. Oh, 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 damn it! I've rubbed two flints together, I've rubbed two sticks together, I've rubbed a stick against a flint, nothing! Would you like to use my cigarette lighter? Oh, yes, please. Strange feeling, isn't it? Knowing that at this point in history, we are the only humans in existence. Good evening, fellow humans. Heaven. Mr. Distinguished Gentleman in a tweed suit, white lab coat and tinted glasses! He must be a caveman! Now, maybe. But before Dean Geraldine banished me to this place, I was lecturer in pure mathematics. I prefer watered-down mathematics. I can't stand numbers. They make me feel confused and six. I mean, seven. I mean, six. But why were you banished? Because... I discovered her secret. I discovered who she really was. I discovered the persona she tried to conceal. She gonna tell us then? Not yet, no. You see, Professor Nebulus, I'm no mere academic. As I suspected, this is news to me. Are you really well known? Should I have heard of you? In reality, I am a notorious intergalactic outlaw. Have you got a MySpace? I am wanted throughout the known universe for crimes against chronology. They call me the Time Fondler. Of course. I've been so blind, deaf and dumb, with a bunged-up nose. The Time Fondler. It was you who turned the Age of Enlightenment into the Age of Enfrightenment and moved the Middle Ages to the sides. Never mind what you did to the Renaissance. Renaissance is futile! Is it? Now, if you'll excuse me, gentlemen, I have some switches to throw. Prof, throwing switches, good thing, bad thing? It depends entirely on the thrower. So, under the present circumstances, I'd say bad thing. 
bad, bad, bad thing. So, Dr. Peterson, how long since you've seen another human face? Or face-like thing! Oh, about half an hour. The dean's banished quite a few academics here. Professor Ellis lives in the cave next door. The man next to him is some kind of geophysicist. Then across the way, there's Dr. Chiang. She teaches fashion and has skinned many mammoths. Well, surely if you're all such geniuses, you should be able to work out a way to return us to the future pre-post-haste. What do you expect us to do? We pop a time machine out of Twix and Flints? Of course not. I think we should pour all our efforts into discovering the elixir of eternal life, knock that back, and then just live our way to the future. Sort of like being grabbed by the mind. It's the tutorialators. Something tells me my agony isn't going to like this. Damn you, the time fundler. What in God's name are you up to? Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of destroying the past. And tonight, I shall realize that dream, starting with the prehistoric era. But that's where Harry and Paul and dinosaurs are. Exactly. But why? Why destroy the past? Because it's there. Right. The negation beams are ready to fire. If I just... What's happening? The Tutorianators are feeding back on themselves, and it's creating a wormhole in the space-time contwidlium. I'm guessing, obviously, it could be something entirely different. You're not helping me! Well, duh. Goodbye, the Time Fondler. We shall meet again, Nebulous! We'll never meet again. You're being sucked into the space-time contwidlium. Nobody ever gets out of that. It's so good to get out of that contwidlium! Professor, we're back! What in the hell? Harry, Paula, you exist. Existence is pain! We saw a real dinosaur, and the dinosaur chased us, and we ran away and hid in the cave, and I made fire, and we went to cave when it was a doctor, and the doctor was Bridge Oxton status report, please, Gemini. I am obeying. All futuristic teaching devices have been removed, and the university has returned to its antiquated and outmoded state. So what exactly happened to the time fondler? Well, in simple terms, when the tutorialators imploded, it caused what scientists call a time smudge. Time smudged itself, then erased that smudge with its own time rubber. And so she was erased So with... is she dead or not? Dead? No. Alive? A bit. That woman is trapped within a maze of her own making. Wait! If she made the maze, she'll be able to find her way out. No. It's one of those revolving mazes. Eh? I didn't know you could get revolving mazes! Yes, you can, you can, yes. What about the damage to space and time? Oh, space and time always find their own level, Rory. It's that kind of contwidlium. Wow. I bet the guy who invented time was pretty pleased with himself. <laughs> time wasn't invented by a man, honestly. It was the Bradshaw sisters, Tracy and Zoe. Tracy was a genius. Zoe had a glowing green eye. Charming twins, both of them. What happened to all those teachers who were trapped in prehistoric times? I'm afraid they must suffer the worst fate of all. They're working at a Steiner school. Professor Nebulus, a visitor has arrived for you. Send them in, Gemini. Well, team, I have a dinner date, so I shall see you tomorrow. Dinner date? Damn that, Margol! Margol? 
May I say you look ravishing in whatever that is you're wearing? You make Balcador blush. In Nebulous by Graham Duff, Mark Gatiss played Professor Nebulous, with special guests Julia Davis as Dean Geraldine, Paula, Rosie Cavallero, Rory and Balcador, Graham Duff, Harry and Infernon 2, Paul Putner, Sir Ronald, Graham Crowden, Gemini, Margol and Clown Mother, Julia Dolkin, PT Teacher and Infernon 1, Nicholas Briggs, Dr. Peterson and Clown Father, Matthew Wolfe. Other parts were played by the cast. Sound design and incidental music by Nicholas Briggs. Theme music by Malcolm Boyle. Nebulous is directed by Nicholas Briggs and is a baby cow production for Radio 4. Radio 4.